0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you going to listen to the move? I've been out the loop since 09. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back to get at that, though. <laughs> Check this. I'm at the motherfucking house last night. Guess what the fuck I see? What you see? Shamika, what's up? Fuck you think you fucking with? It's Maxwell, bitch. Fuck you in those sure. shoes, bitch. I'm about to stomp you with these shoes. I thought I told you
0: to get a
1: jump to Crazy D. I did. I did give it to Crazy D. You know D. You must have seen money in that. You know he used to produce those noobie DVDs.
0: Fuck you, Thin Man! I know you did
1: it! Don't let your mouth write a check, because I will take it out on your ass. Damn Man, you serious? I don't appreciate being roughed up by men. Or should I say, male bitches. Yeah, you
0: do
1: work out. And we look for young ladies like you to host them. I look, I look like somebody that can host your videos? That's right. So go change, cause we ain't got all day. I don't <gasps> yeah, get off the house! You're really good, though. I'm gonna all that bullshit. Crazy! What the hell? How do you in my room? There's something the about Germany, why I made the curators' deck
0: about-
1: All right, people, listen. This is a new show. This is a new show. Let me let me let me uh see if I can bring in my co host with me. There we go. We've got my guest co host Tanya M. Congress. How you feeling today?
0: I am pretty good today, but I'm not seeing
1: you. Where you at? You're not <laughs> seeing me. I'm up on the screen. Let me see. I'm, I'm not, sure. not seeing. Me. Are you seeing me? Really? I'm the only person that you're supposed to see. You can hear me though. Exactly. I can hear you fine. Okay, let me see something. Let me post this and see what... I- oh yeah, on the screen though, you may not see me, but they're seeing us both. And we are live. Okay, we are, got it. We are perfect streaming on FB. That's the film review... Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society page on Facebook. We're also on Periscope at TFR Podcast Live. And we're streaming now on the Film Review Live channel on Vimeo. That's right, man. We got many different channels. So this is a new show. Welcome to the new show called TFR Podcast Live Presents observations like we said there's so many so much going on over the net also in the news uh, can we say principalities and, and different things municipalities and we have to talk <clears> about <throat> these things because you know it's, it's amazing it's amazing did you get the link did you get the link I got
0: the link and now I'm getting ready to post it I got All it right.
1: All right, all right. Yeah, so, you know, we have to work through these. Okay, people. So, there's a lot of interesting things going on. So many interesting things going on that it takes more than just one show to bring them to you. Because, you know, the film review is primarily the film review show, but we have politics, society. This show is going to just have observations on what we see possibly on a daily basis so get ready people because this is going to be a barn burner once this gets started right you getting the first getting the first show <laughs> so it's going to be a barn burner okay so this is the first thing that you know came to my mind and i'm probably going to cover myself up to read this this is fine all right people So the first thing that I saw that was uh, pretty interesting, it was a meme that was uh, reposted or posted by a well-meaning American black, right? And it reads, if black people got reparations checks tomorrow, non-black businesses like Gucci would make billions of dollars. Soon as you get some money, you go right to the people who don't like you just so you can flex on people who look like you? So I'm gonna let you have the first crack at this, Tanya. Uh, what do you think about what do you think about that meme right there? They were well-meaning. What do you think about that meme, there?
0: Now all of us are gonna go take our money. And go to, uh, you know, not all of us are materialistic like that. In fact, I would say the great majority of us who don't have our head in the clouds are not materialistic. Uh, That's the last thing we're going to do. We're going to be looking to uh, put our resources in investments that are going to cause those resources to grow um, and not to go to the Gucci. I mean, I'm not. Gucci's got enough money. So I, I do have designers that I like But I, I can like them Like I like uh, Coogee I like Coogee products I like the colors I like the rainbow colors in their, in their designs But I'm looking at it And I like looking at it I can just look at the advertisement And that would be fine Because I have better things to do With my money Than to give it to people who already have it
1: That's it That's true but, you know, with, 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 the way I'm looking at it, I say, so what? So what <laughs> if some of the people will go and spend their money? That is their right for being a people that have been oppressed. That, that's one oppressed. It, 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 You Oppressed. Know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's their right. However, for me, my, my question was, if a person, if, if people post this, because I've seen the, that, t- that same sentiment going across the internet and you know, before and I, and I see people posting it and I'm like are you saying when you say quote unquote black people, are you saying that you are one who will go out and spend your money on Gucci? Are you one that would do that? You would spend your money on Gucci. So people have to be careful that their statements don't fall into self-hate statements, right? Mm Self-hate statements because if you're saying that black people, aren't you part of the same black people? Aren't you the same? Aren't you part of that group? So are you saying that you wouldn't have self-control? Because for me, if they give me... They start cutting checks to give me portions of that 51 to 121 trillion, the price tag keeps going up as they research. 51 right. to right. 121 trillion dollars. Gucci wouldn't see me Scavengers wouldn't see me, you know. A, a bottom feeders, sea scavengers, because the person who said it said they would probably be getting lobster and crab legs and things. I say they wouldn't see. Scavengers wouldn't see me. I would know what to do with the money, right? But if for those right. who wanted to blow it off, they wanted to have stripper parties, they wanted to make it rain, they have a right to do so. We're the only group of people who we are so trained that we will uh, regulate for the other guy and say what we're not ready to do. What we're not ready to do. We're not ready to, you know, have that. We're not ready to get that type of money. We're the only ones who will regulate and say that we shouldn't have it. What do you think about that?
0: You're right. Um, You are right. And at this point, like you were saying, a person has a right to do whatever they want to do with their money. In any event, all of it is going to serve as an example to the good one way or the other. An example on how to do things or an example of how not to do things. If you follow this course, this is what's going to happen. You end up uh, not having what you need to have, but you have what you want to have. Then uh, if you follow this way, here's the way that you should go because you will always have and never have a time when you not have. So all of it serves as an example. Um, But you're right to tell a group of people what they don't have a right to do is still even after receiving the reparations, that's still a form of bondage. Now you're talking about a mental bondage. Uh, where you're telling a person their self worth is not worth going to get the things that they want, despite what those things may be.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, people. So this is another uh, meme that came up. So we're going to hit this real quick. All right, people. Let me see if I can make this larger. So we work out the kinks here. Let me make this larger. Okay. So the headline, it came from CNN. And it says that the updated CDC guidelines on COVID-19 testing, people who may have contracted coronavirus may not need to be tested, right? They may not need to be tested. And so when when they're saying things like that about people should not be tested... They're really trying to get people to get ready for the shocker, which we've been talking about this. We've been talking about this on the film review, episodes 121 up to the latest episode, 127, right? And also from episode 104 to episode 110 of the film review Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast. We laid out, we use movies to tell you about what could possibly be happening. Because Hollywood has been warning us a while about what is going to be happening with this. But they're talking about people may not need to be tested. And we told you in the episode starting from 121, which was exactly a month ago. And we said that it would take, my wife and I said it would take about a month before the news media start rolling out. So check this concept out, time. How are they able to tell a group of people? How would you be able, if you were in the government or the media, to tell a group of people that pretty much a certain percentage of people have to die so that there will be herd immunity? 70 to 90% of the people will have to catch it and be cured from it. But you have that 10% that are going to die. How do you go about about telling the American citizenship or the global citizenship that this is what's going to have to happen a few are going to have to sacrifice to save the multitude and that we're in herd immunity right now which that's what that's all about so how would you go about doing that I mean without making themselves
0: liable and kind of unofficially pleading the fifth just how they did it, uh, saying we may not need to be tested. It's like there's a lot to be read into that. Uh, Why not? Why why wouldn't we need to be tested? Why not? And this is what the people are going to have to start thinking beyond what's being presented to them. It's going to have to take us thinking beyond that because they're just going to tell you what they're going to tell you. And what they're not going to tell you, they're not going to tell you for fear of making themselves liable uh, for the cause. They knew when this hit, because it's a man-made viral infection, they knew that it was going to get out of hand. They knew that in their experimentation that they were going to have so many people who were healed from it so to speak, and they were going to have so many people die from it. Our problem with any of this information is it's so inaccurate. It's like we've been given numbers that's ridiculous. Like you just gave me numbers the other day about 175,000 people have died out of all the people that had it. And then 150 Thousand were cured, so that's to indicate that they were in the hospital. Yet we turn over to the Ohio numbers alone here, and 110 thousand people have had it and died from it. So now that means no, no, 113,
1: people had it. 94,000 by uh, Sean Styles. Uh, uh, 94,000 people were cured from it. So if Okay. So if they're saying that 150,000 people were cured from it, but it's 175,000, that would mean that the most of the cases that were cured, I mean, most of the cases that died were in Ohio. Like, that wouldn't make any sense, it, right?
0: And Ohio was never even highest on the people who who caught it. So when you look at numbers that are uh, so Uh, very and so widely inaccurate, you look at everything else and where are the numbers coming from? Where's the data coming from? How are they measuring the data? How are they reporting the data? So when you think of all of that and then you hear a report from the CDC, my thing is okay, Center for Disease Control. Well, you guys have not been accurate on anything else you said. Now though you know the herd immunity situation, we know that that's something that they Uh, that they're trying to put in place and they are putting in place. But still, when we think of them saying how many people are going to die, like 10% of the people have to die, uh, what I need for the people to understand is it's up to you to decree and declare if that's going to be you or not. Because this goes beyond people telling you information. Look, it goes like this. People put a declaration out there they they make a, a claim uh they give a number they give a cause and effect they give all this different information and it's up to you after that information goes through your ear gate how you're going to process that information as it pertains to you as it pertains to your loved ones how it pertains to you it's up to you how you process that information this whole thing is a mess This whole thing is a mess beyond a mess. It's something out of my 54 years, and probably at age 10 I start being aware of different things. Maybe a little before that, I have never seen anything like the things that we've been put—that's been put at our our eye gate and our ear gate. This stuff is insane. It's insane. So how do you do it? In answer to your question, just what they did—that was slick as a can of oil you're saying may not need to be tested because you already in other words you already done for you're already a done deal and now then you would have to answer a whole bunch of other questions behind that um that would incriminate you in order for you to say it any differently
1: than you did mm. so so you know I, I came with an epiphany the other day and i looked at the larger number of how many cases they're not subtracting from that number. How many people are cured? How many people, okay, so they said the 175, now it's 177,000 passed from it, right? But they're not telling you how many are cured. And if they say that 150,000 are cured, right, and 177,000 have died, well, that's about 50-50 in the law of average, right? But of course, that Mm -hmm. 150 number is erroneous, it's wrong. More people, Mm because just people, uh, I talked to a person when we went out to do our essential shopping uh, yesterday, my wife and I, and I talked to one of our favorite cashiers, and I said that, and then she rattled off the numbers of people in Nevada who passed versus who survived. And the numbers who survived were larger than the ones who passed, right? But they're compounding Mm -hmm. this big number and it wouldn't make any sense that five point something million would have it. That would mean people, they're tracking people who are walking around with it. Also, if people were watching the briefings when Dr. Burks, and we're going to be talking about that this Sunday at 530 on the film review, T, a hashtag TFR podcast live. We're gonna be talking about Dr. Burks and we're gonna be showing the footage. But Dr. Burks in the briefings early on when they were laying out uh, the 15 days, the 30 days and then having to extend out, she said that if they did nothing, two million would die. But because they caught it early in January, remember, Even Dr. Fauci was saying it was nothing to worry about. The the, uh, WHO who was saying that it was nothing to worry about. Trump, to his credit, closed down China. And Burke said that at this point, 200,000 people will die by their estimates because they caught it early. But... The media is pushing trying to make Trump a one-term president. What, However you like Trump, don't like Trump, It's a disservice to the people for the media to keep on trying to push Trump being a one-term president instead of saying, okay, oh, but how come CNN and MSNBC didn't know that this was happening because they kept cutting out of the uh, briefings and you would have to go to CNN or have to turn on the Fox? And how, how sorrowful do I have to say that you have to turn on the Fox to get information? very sorry about that however they said it in there there 200,000 they're trying to say 177,000 have died under trump that is still under the estimate of 200,000 they said because they called it early this is the number where where how many people would pass but people aren't watching they weren't watching. watching and the media wasn't covering it right because their whole thing they have so much hatred for this man because he stands up and he fights back and he stands for himself. No matter what you feel about Trump, that doesn't mean that American blacks in particular and the uh, the American citizen or the global citizen, but let's speak, stick to America, has to die because you want to make him a one-term president on two of the stations. American people should not have to die. American citizens should not have to die. Not at all. American blacks should not have to die because you want to make him a one-term president because you're sore that he stood up for himself and ran the table on you.
0: That's right. That's right. And you know 000. what? I'm going
1: two hundred thousand.
0: Now go ahead. Now, uh, I want to go back to what you said about those that were, those that died and those that were cured. In order to have, uh, well, supposedly, in order to have a number of those that was cured, that would mean that they would have had to pass through a hospital in order to be documented and that data to be put up there as a patient that was cured. Now, the game is, the psychological game is you're saying without saying, that those of you who did not allow us to to test you and did not allow us to uh, uh, run our whatever we were going to run on the people, you you didn't allow it. So they're unofficially saying that these are the people that run the risk of death because we never let ourselves be documented on anything. And that is a... A psychological slick way of sliding in something and all it takes for that to be true is for those people or and i'm one of them one of the the only thing that takes to be true is for that particular individual to believe that if you believe that and you embrace that as a truth because it was it was it was given to you it was slid in under the radar so it's subconscious and it's psychological If you embrace that, that's what will give that life for you. So I'm telling the listeners, uh, when you're listening to the news and you're listening to all these reports, listen to it with a spiritual ear. You have got to separate the we have our natural part and we have our spiritual part. You have to separate. You have to even the scripture itself says, be careful what you hear. And it also says, be careful how you hear. So this is talking about information versus interpretation of what, of the information that you're getting and how you're going to allow that to be applied to you. And then, I mean, that's a big game. And then you said um, you talked about the media and how they're trying to push for a one-term presidency with Trump. That is absolutely true. And the thing that's so um sad about that whole thing is that 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 is childish and irresponsible to have such a personal vendetta against a person because they make fools out of you on a continual basis but it's actually you making a fool out of you because you come to him with inaccurate data and you try to challenge him with uh, partial data and he's asking like one time I saw he asked one reporter He said, so uh, do you have your data uh, regarding the particular question he was asking? She instantly got in her feelings. She instantly, you saw her become erect. She sat up straight. She she instantly had an attitude because the question he asked her was very valid. She's coming with some things. And so he said, well, do you have your documentation? He was willing to go point by point with her on the documentation. And so she says, well, no, I'm asking you. That's why I'm asking you. And she's sitting erect. And he said, what uh, network are you with again? And she said uh, what network she was in. He got up and walked away. <laughs> ah, he didn't say another word. I love it. I love it with a capital 72 font, bold face, underline. I love it. I love it. He got up and left her sitting there. And, and so these are the type of behaviors they tick off the media the other thing is i think he says stuff you know they always repeating things talking about the dumb tweets and all that stuff they don't even realize that the man is a genius and that most of the stuff that he says for, is for shock value because he knows that you're going to take it and re uh recycle it and, and, and repost it and things like that while he sits in the Oval office and laughs. And how he's how you're so easily manipulated, but and I, I think some people, of y'all have figured that out.
1: I just tell people that this is a corporation. The United States of America is a corporation. Trump is a corporate guy. Corporate he's guy. He's talking yes. when, when 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 business people talk, they interject things to get the point across, and so they're not used to hearing that jargon because they're used to hearing those politicians talking that double speak. He just lays it on the line to, you know, I'm not a Republican and I'm not going to claim Democrat. I'm definitely not an independent. I'm for American black people and I'm about the policies that help us. We have to get our mentality away from the old thinking and start thinking this party was once the party that lynched us. This party, they moved over there but there were still people over there who still lynched us neither party both parties are racist so you have to look at the policies that directly affect or indirectly uh, indirectly affect american blacks positively and you roll right. with that because the senate democrats scuttled Tim Scott's uh, justice act bill right meanwhile the house is passing the uh, George Floyd bill, right? But they know how government is supposed to work. It's supposed to be House passes one, Senate passes one. The House bill comes over to the Senate. They work it out. They put in compromises, they put in amendments, they set it up, They uh, the Senate votes on it, passes it, ratifies it, puts it over to the uh, House and the House puts the money figure to it that'll make it work and be uh make it make its action have dollars because dollars move bills and moves acts right so when you know that you look at what the democrats did the democrats are quiet about what happened to jacob right they they are quiet because they know that they were playing around with votes. And I had just said this on a post the other day, that um, it was lucky that Kennedy got his cap peeled. Because if he hadn't got his cap peeled, he would have gone through his second term and he would have been bouncing the civil rights ball down down the road. And then he would have said, well, Vote for this next Democrat, put him in, and they'll be able to do it. That's what the Democrats have been doing. But because he got his cap pill, Johnson felt a little sorrowful. LBJ, the original LBJ, felt a little sorrowful. He got with King and said, get out there and give me something where I can go and fight for this. And King got out there and the news coverage was showing all this, Right. People have to study and read what was behind the scenes. Johnson was no not necessarily a friend to the Negro. They were called Negroes right. then. He wasn't a friend to the so-called Negro then. If you watch, if you listen to the tapes of him in the Oval Office, he's calling the N-word. While yeah. he's talking about, well, those N-words have to get out there and do this so we can get this Civil Rights Act. But he's still calling the N-words. He, Do you get it? Right. Do you understand Mm -hmm. what you're seeing, people? You have to know this information. You have to know this information. You have to know this information. Go and research this information and you will see that that's what it is. So we've always had racists on both sides. It's about the policies. It's not about Mm -hmm. loyalty. It's about what are they gonna do for American black people. And that 51 to $121 trillion in reparations is definitely a great start. And they don't need any more studies because they have ADOS. All the studies have been put out there. All you have to do is just take up the study, read it and start to allocate funds along the way of how it was already designated and laid out. They already have American descendants of slavery that laid that out for you, Cornell and uh, Tone, Antonio Moore, right? Mm-hmm. yvette Cornell and uh, and Antonio Moore. There's no need to reinvent the wheel when it's already done, and you don't have to necessarily right. like the person. Just get it done. What do you say to that? Uh, that's the bottom line
0: and you're hearing more and more people uh american blacks coming out and speaking on this like i think ice cube has been doing a couple of interviews and there's been other people and this is the bottom line put up or shut up right now is it's about the policies nobody's trying to hear your cute way of uh expressing, you know, the BS, the the same BS, you're repackaging it and representing it over and over and over. Every four years It's some new stuff that's being said, but it's really the same stuff being repackaged or put under another focal point or whatnot. At this point, uh, black people, black people, you have got to uh, change. uh, Like like Crazon said, you're going to have to look at things and examine policies don't be lazy see this is what they're counting on they're counting on you being spoon fed by the news and so as many uh, news you know uh, networks that can get on board to to push Trump out and this democrat uh, or whatever he is in Um, you know uh, that that's going to be the name of the game because they count on the fact That you're only going to uh, investigate so much. You're only going to research so much. You're only going to do so much. You only care about so much. You're only going to say so much. And so this is what they count on. They count on the history of your behavior or the, the behavior of the majority in order to ascertain how they're going to lay things out to keep you underfoot. Uh, so to speak, and so now we have to do things different. It's insanity to keep doing things the same way and expect a different result. We have to, if we want something different, we're going to have to demand something different. But before we can make a demand, we have to change how it is that we're going to do things. That listen, if you come up and you start threatening and saying. You know, we're not going to support this and not going to support that. You just get laughter because they know that there's only so much unity. There's only been historically so much unity. They know that they know how to come in and divide and conquer. Now we have to look at things different. We have to change the focal point of what's important here. Uh, we have to unify together and we have to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all individuals. You can have your own mind and all of that. Ain't nobody trying to attack your individuality. But this is a time where it's unity that's going to make the difference. And we have too much dollars, too much muscle that this country has been built on not to have a say on how we're treated and how uh, things are going to go else we're just still slaves. If we're not going to uh, unify together and make something happen and and, and and stand up and be counted and push these people's backs against the wall to say either you're going to do right by us or you're going to have problems and it's not the kind that you're going to uh, be shooting us up for in the street this is going to be a problem that that where your intelligent people are going to be out front and organizing and strategizing and we're going to win because we win in everything that we put our minds to in the in a positive way so now and you know that already that's history too but you don't you don't uh, you don't showcase that part of our history but you know that's the reason why it's such an effort to divide and conquer it's not gonna happen this time but I need for the American black to listen and to uh, put it in your mind that okay let me listen to truth. Everybody has the ability to process and and discern truth in their spirit. Uh, get out of of the superficial, you know, surface stuff and start going deep. That's what we're gonna have to do if we're gonna and we can make this happen. But those of you who still have it on your lips, well, it's always gonna be the same way it's always been. These well, you know what? Go sit down somewhere and let those of us who uh, have. Uh, uh, an agenda in mind to work things. Do it. But just stay out of our way. And don't be the first ones out there with your hands out once the thing is accomplished. Okay?
1: You know what? The mind, the mind set has to change. See, there's, there's mindset and mind state. Two different things. Mindset is something that you're trained. You're trained to, you're you're like a hamster on a hamster wheel or you're like a robot trained to do a certain task, right? That's a mindset. A mind state is that in which you control the environment around you and move. So the mindset has to be erased, and the mind state has to take over and say, "This is what is necessary to make us do this. If you do not do this, you cannot scare us into voting for you with saying that this is going to happen to us if we don't." My mind i've never been in a mindset i've always been in a mind state because i create so i create what's around me so i say all right if this is gonna happen all these times that the democrats have said that think just think just extrapolate out and look at how long the democrats have have actually run american cities and and just because you hear it coming from a Republican and in mindset, you think that the Republican is wrong or the black person is a coon because of it. The bigger coons are the people who have people running the inner city and people are getting arrested. The inner city is crumbling. There's police violence against black bodies. Those are coons, right? but when you have a mind state, you say, "Well, oh, we got to see this play out. We got to see this play out with Trump and see what happens. So that when in four years, when Trump is reelected four years past and we come back to Democrat, okay, none of that fear talk is gonna work. Are you gonna push for these reparations or are we gonna have to clear off the whole CBC? That should be uh, heading now because most of those are first and second degree immigrants running the CBC, invasion of the black body snatchers. Time for them to get moved out and replaced by true American blacks so that we will have our voice, like how the Latino Caucus, when they talk things, when you go to their uh, Instagram and their Twitter, they're talking Latino issues. You go to the CBC on Twitter or Instagram, and they're talking, Latino issues and illegal immigrants, because they're first and second immigrants. You've been played as American blacks, you've been played. You've been played. And so when you get rid of that mindset and get to that mind state, then we'll be we'll be doing something. So let's move on, let's move on to this right here. All right, so a shout out to Javon Jackson Smith he posted this on official Black Las Vegas, right? And he he's right in a lot of it, but he hasn't been. I don't think necessarily um, listening to ADOs. But he said the uh, the medium the median household income is seventy five thousand five hundred dollars, right? That's showing it is showing you the chart of how uh, the plight of American blacks have risen under Trump. Right. That's what it's showing you. Now, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily correct, but it's a start in changing the way the mind works. You have to look at policies. If they were meant to help you or not, they are helping you. And so, that's the main, that's why I posted this, because it's not exactly correct, because you have to add in the American descendants of slavery information, there's no mystery to that, you have to add that in, right? But, I don't know why that is not doing what I needed to do, now let's try that, there we go, now you're back. Um, but you have to add that information in to know what is, is exactly going on. But his mind is working and there is becoming to be a, not a monolith, but people who are starting to think alike and they're looking at this situation and they're saying, well, people are dying under Trump, but the Democrats are trying to blame Trump for everything that they didn't solve for the last 51 years 60 years right people were dying more blacks died at the hands of police under president obama remember the beer summit remember when henry louis gates was coming home to his house and the in the cops the the cops came up and accused him of breaking into his own house and he could have been a statistic they had yeah. the beer summit after Obama tried to be strong. After they had the beer summit, it was open duck season on American Blacks. Do you remember that or yeah. are, are people's memories that short? short? Everybody was just in the euphoria of having a black man who said that reparations would never happen and that a black person from 1619 lineage would prosper probably never be elected president because he comes he's a Kenyan his father was Kenyan his mother was Kansas Kansasnesian from the United States and they came together and that's what they're doing with the Kamala situation yep don't you don't you see what it is they do not want this American descendants of slaves or descendants of slaves to ever ascend to the highest office in the land because we weren't supposed to ever get as far as we have gotten this far because they were trying to find ways to eliminate us or to send us back to Africa, the Jefferson plan. We weren't supposed to be as successful. We weren't supposed to be the culture of America, but we are. You see that people? and when you realize that that's what's really going on i know it it hurts you because you have white friends and you want to be like the but when you realize that's what's really going on then you say hey i have to be for my people to make sure that we have a 1619 lineage ascend to the presidency and not immigrant saying that they're black advancing to the presidency
0: and see all of that was part of a strategy to begin with so because they know that um, the psyche of mankind in general uh, you know is visual so here's this guy oh he's somebody who looked like me he's somebody that looked like us surely he's going to be about us and the (laughs) how untrue that was now as far as more police shootings while he was in office uh the thing that has always been perplexing to me is that you come in and you know that you have a whole group of people a race of people who is looking for something from you come on give us something give us something but there is no incentive to do so because there is no um you know, no more return on that investment for him to do that. It was a bigger return on investment to go in and kill Gaddafi It was a bigger return on investment to let the police get off what they were getting off and not putting his foot down. Listen, and that's how that—that's how it proves that he wasn't really black, not black American, because he didn't feel the same pain when those things happened. When he watched those things, he he might have said, "Oh wow. That's a shame." <laughs> but he wasn't feeling the pain of everything that went behind the hatred that caused those police officers to pull the trigger. That was something that came from way back. That that wasn't even with that person, the, the police officer themselves. That came from their grandpappy. That came from their grand, great-grandpappy. They came from stereotypes. They came from everything that, that made them who they were that caused them to pull a trigger in haste hey, talking about some they feared for their life. Where was the restraints at? You didn't even try to operate in... Police are... Uh, Trained to restrain, are they not? Uh, none of that happened in those cases, you know. So now we have our what is it? Stand, a stand your ground law, or whatever. What is that? That was for them. That wasn't for us. You it's, know. Uh, so, so we're looking at this Kamala, uh, Kamala. I call her Cam. We're looking at Cam.
1: It's like a camel, Camula. Because that's Indian, okay. not not African. Kamala would be okay. African. This is okay. Kamula. Kamula Harris. Okay. Well, I probably am not going...
0: You probably have to always remind me of that because I don't consider her important enough to really uh, remember the, pronu- the correct pronunciation <laughs> of her name. Uh, but... You know you have uh, Under an administration You had the Obama administration Now as I was watching the RNC last night There was a theme that kept running Through the RNC And that was that Donald Trump keeps his word
1: Keeps his word
0: That has uh, when, when you hear that In association with the person holding A Political public office That's almost unheard of People make a lot of promises to get your vote. And then when it's time to do it, whatever uh, is being offered to them in lieu of keeping their promise, they don't have any integrity or any character. They're just going to go with whatever is going to be the best for them at that time, probably to secure the next election. They're thinking ahead. Right. So they're going with whatever is given to them that's going to secure that, uh, so to speak. But to hear these people from different walks of life, white, black, older uh, immigrants that came to the country, uh, people that, um, farmers, uh, fishermen, all these different people say, oh, and the one I liked was the one about the dealership, the car dealership. And that, uh, was it Ford? Was it a Ford dealership that he was instrumental in having them... Open another plant in that city. That Only a businessman thinks like that. See a politician would not have thought like that. A politician would not have come forward. The politicians lie. You know to tell you what you want to hear. And then they don't follow through on it. He told those people things straight face to face. He was personable. He went personal to their cities. And spoke with their officials. Spoke with the people. And then he made good on his word. To me, that, that alone deserves a re-election. And the fact that he was uh, strong enough to stand... When he came in and had to deal with... Was it the North Korean person or South Korea? Who was it uh, that he had North to deal Korea. with? North, North Korea. North Korea. I liked him then. I liked him then because... <laughs> They were saying how unprofessional it was for him to tweet about these different things and stuff like that. But basically, he told that guy, don't start none, won't be none. You start it, we're going to finish it. And that's exactly what he should have done. And while other people were saying he was undiplomatic, oh, he's going to that crazy man is going to get us in a war. (laughs) Oh, but you haven't said nothing about the, the war that lasted 12 years under Bush administration and i think it was still going on when obama came in yeah. you didn't say nothing about that war you know by the way there's money in wars you know the the manufacturing of the weaponry and all the other stuff there's a lot of money in war so uh but trump stopped the war by standing up to the man so what do you want you want more jellybacks in office? you want a pedophilia uh jelly in office is that what you want with a person posing to be black and she wearing a mask? Is that what you want? So you want a pedophile, jellyback president and a poser for a vice president? That's what you want? If that's what you want, you got to question your own heart and ask who you are. Pete. I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, people. So let's go a little lighter, a little lighter. This, this was something that came across Uh, I saw this last night and I commented, right? So the uh, woman, let me me make sure I get her name right so that I can uh, have this right here because we want to give people their credit for the different interesting things that they come up with that give us interest, right? Let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. Give me a second here, give me a second. Ivana Christie, Ivana Christie, posted this, right? So, she asked the question. She says, no, she doesn't ask the question. She says, "Name this group." Let me bring it up a little bigger so he, so the people can see it here, right here? Bring it up a little bigger. She says, "Name this group." Right? So as you see here, there's a three, there's three black men, right? There's three black men, and they seem to be. I'm gonna say it right, cause back in the day they used to say transvestite, but if you don't say that anymore. You say transsexual. They were tra- they're transsexuals, and she said name this group. So as you see. You know, you. I can't point at it, but as you see, Crazon says, Crazon Dion says, Africa's finest, and then the Ivana uh, puts a laugh face, and then after that, all the different people are coming, Right? Look, there is a concerted effort out there to to try to make Africans look like they're. In an American black setting, and what do I mean by that? Uh, a, a month ago, when when the when the debate about the raging about the schools came up, right, and about going back to school, when that when that debate came up, the uh, the there was a meme that came out. Well, it was a video where they were showing a what looked like a school and it was uh, a black boy and a black girl and they were, uh, she was booty whopping and he was Jamaican grinding. I'll just use that as an example, right? But, and they try to use it, say, is this what school is gonna be like? And then all the different black people commenting, saying, oh, this is horrible, this is horrible. So I'm looking at it and I'm looking at their uniforms first. Then I'm looking at the surroundings of the classroom. I'm looking at the desk. And the dead giveaway of what we were looking at was the condition of the young lady's hair. All of them had low cut afros. Now, arguably people are into natural, they're into natural hairstyles, they are. But there there are very few American black young girls that are wearing their hair in low-cut Afro style. Which totally gave it away. Which said that it was somewhere in Africa. And you can see those different videos. You go on the Twitter and you see them post those videos all the time. There's a concerted effort to try to make American blacks look like the defiled colonized African over in Africa. Right? There's a concerted effort to do so. So I wrote, I said, well, isn't this a school in Africa? Uh, uh, American black kids don't do that. So the person who uh, posted it wrote back and said, well, it's all about the schools. Uh, That withstanding, it's all about the schools. And and, and not wanting the kids to go back to school. But you were using an image of. Africans to down American blacks. And you're an American black. Or are you? Oh, but I'm assuming. Right. Because you put on the skin that you're. American black. Right. But you're doing this. So in this right here. So this right here. So I'm looking at the surroundings and I'm looking at the facial features of the black men, right? That's why I say American black, if people don't know. American black, Jamaican black, Haitian black, Dominican Republican black, African, whatever country you are from black. Because there is a distinction between what we do and what they're doing, how they would look, right? So these people over here, I'm pointing the wrong way. There we go. So the people right here, I'm looking at their facial picture. I'm looking at their their clothing and how they're put together and how they're doing this drag. I'm gonna call it drag, a RuPaul. I'm gonna call it drag. They're Africans. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on. If you would just go to Google and research. If you go to Google and research, you will see alarming video will come up. African man sells his wife for money. Ghana, Kenya, you name it. It's all kinds of degrading things going on in Africa. That's what I'm saying. When people want to say... Africa is so great. I don't think so. We are the um, the blacks in the world. American blacks are the ones who are still trying to take care of our children, not have them sold off. We don't sell our wives off to have sex for money to uh, fund the household. We are the last blacks on the planet that have not been infected by that and we're going to sit up and let this back. plus on top of that, look look, I'm, I'm pointing the wrong look, look, let me go over here, look, one last thing before you comment that, look, look if you're going to be in drag or transsexuals can you be can you be like them pose holes if the pose holes, you can't tell. When, when you come out the house when you come out the house, your whole get up is supposed to be done, right, you supposed, we're not supposed to know that you were once a man, or you're a man in transition, or whatever, when you come out the house, you're not supposed to be looking like this, right, you're not supposed to be looking like this, you're supposed to be looking like them pose holes. them pose holes, you can't tell, you can't tell that they are men, or in transition, look at uh, uh Laverne Cox, you can't tell, you know, right. You, you you could tell though, cause you know you, can, you know yeah. when she was in them dresses. It, you know she she's working on that. She's working. But one that you cannot tell, what is her name? She uh she's the executive producer on Pulse. But you cannot tell. I can't think of her name right now. Uh, but you can't tell with her that she's not a woman and she's married to a man now whatever but come on man get your stuff together we're not supposed to be able to tell <laughs> that you're a woman so that's one thing so that's that african thing and he always trying to mix that together i don't think that's right whatever you do that is your business whatever you do that is your business but Children have a right to grow up and my mother always told me, I'm going to get you up from off of the, uh, under the feet of people. So you will never be up under the feet of people. I'm going to get you up. When you turn 18, then you say, when they turn 18, they can decide. But then right now, you got to protect your children. You got to keep your children away from people that might want to diddle them in the cloakroom. They might wanna fondle them at the bus stop. You, it, anyway, go ahead
0: um first <laughs> the the faces of a lot of the people that's transgender. I don't care how much Mac makeup or whatever brand they're using. Or whatever, how beautiful they look, there is always something strange. There's always something that gives them away, and it's in the eyes. If you think, if they think that you recognize them, they'd be a little jittery in the eyes. Uh, If they have not come out or they're trying to remain incognito and that you look at them close enough and they think that you see them, they get real jittery and they kind of prove it. And, um, I had a situation like that. I was working with a person. This person came in as a temp. And I was looking at them because they were pretty. Um, But I was looking at them. I said, this person is strange. It was no Adam's apple that I could see or anything. But I'm looking at them. I'm like, they got a strange look. And lo and behold, my co-worker said they had went to high school with that person. They had told me what their real name had been and it was a man but i guess he had begun to go through some surgeries or whatever so he was starting to take you know he had breasts and all that stuff so i'm like it doesn't matter what you do yeah you do what you want to do but you are not going to be able to get away from what you were born as i'm gonna leave that there now for those guys in that picture (laughs) first of all the one in the jeans, that must be about a size 15 shoe I see there. You didn't even put on no, no woman's shoe or couldn't afford because there are women's shoes for transgenders that have feet that big. Uh, you couldn't afford it. All of the outfits look cheap. They look uh, like they were gotten at the Goodwill somewhere or at some kind of flea market. They were not sharp, um, and they all look like, like you said, they look like, they look like men with women's claws on. And the one in the middle, he looks to be Somalian. That's what he looks to be. So, this is this is a, an effort. You're right. I'm seeing more and more of this and it's beginning to get on my nerves. And let me be clear. I'm not uh, necessarily prejudiced against what you do. You might, be, you might not like what I do. You know, I'm, I'm a musician and minister. You might have a problem with that. You know, but Uh, So I'm not going to be the person that's going to be on the bandwagon to go in a parade against you. Uh, However, uh, this is something that's being put in place and put in front by the people who fear to lose the most, which is the, the elite and powers that be. And then the second strand is black people, American black people who operate in ignorance and don't understand that they're being used to perpetuate things, are used to present things so that the real faces behind the things are not being seen. Same as everything else. It's, it's history repeating itself in another arena all over again, all right? So the effort is to make us two efforts, to make us appear obsolete, to make it appear as if our men are are all swaying in this direction and that there's no power, no strength, Uh, you know, and then the other thing is to make ourselves feel that way. If we're, if we're looking at like the brothers are looking at this, if you're not careful, if you're not strong and resolute in who you are, you'll be feeling defeated. You, every time you turn on the TV, there it is. Every time you look at something on the internet, there it is. Every time you look in a newspaper or a periodical, there's something about that. And along those lines, There, they're trying to get you to embrace and believe you have no power. Don't let them do it. Don't let them do it. The problem is their fear of a hostile takeover. That is the fear. and Because they are projecting their ways and their... Their, their heart and their spirits off on us to assume that should we do get uh, the reparations and should we do get everything that we're due, that we're going to come after them. Honey, we don't care about that. The only thing we've ever wanted is what, was, what we deserve, which is a whole lot. Since this country has been 70% built on our backs, we deserve a whole lot. That's your problem. So if you can get us to believe that we're not worthy, if you can get us to believe that, you can get our women to believe that, you know, the men are going their own way, so now we go get with women, you want you want that. You want to divide and keep dividing the black family in however many different divisions of pie that you can. But there are some of us out here that see the forest or the trees, you're not gonna be able to do it. And our voices are gonna continue to echo by the time you realize that we have reproduced ourselves so much that the voice will never stop, it will be too late. So you're never gonna be able to get done what you think you're gonna get done. And that's just that.
1: So, Tanya, uh, uh, Tracy, Tracy Latrice said, Janet Mock, thanks wife of mine. Janet Mock is the one that you cannot tell that she was once a man, she's also executive producer producer of Pose way back in the 90's my wife and I sat down and watched a movie called Paris is Burning Right, and what I learned from Paris is Burning and what I learned from Pose is there was a category the category has to do with looking most like unable for a person on the street to be able to know that you are a man Unless you told them, it's a category. They, they they named it something. I made it longhand, but it's something like that. You got to you got to step it up over here, people. When you step out, when you step <laughs> out as as a transsexual, step up the game. When you walk out the house, no one is supposed to know who you are. Right? That's one thing. Two. Most men, so so, let heterosexual men know who you are, right? Because they might want to go that way, and you might have a good relationship, you know. And they may not necessarily want to be at they might want to live a high life, as you know, these different terms. Thanks, Wendy Williams. So look, right? <laughs> so look, most heterosexual men want to find a woman that one day can potentially bear them children, right? So it's not about necessarily what people feel they are, right? See, with me, it's not about the facade on the outside. It's not about, it's not about, okay, they, they had it, they put it up on Facebook a few years back where they showed they slit. It was a, a Computer-generated animation. They slip the penis down. They push it up in, and they form the outer look of what the vagina looks like. Right? Okay. So the facade or the woman, they take hormones and they're clit. C- 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 this is viewer discretion is advised. If children are listening, because we we talk real on observations. Okay. TFR Podcast Live presents observations, right? Uh we talk real. When they take the hormones and they make the cl- 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 clitoris get larger because the cl- cl- clitoris, when you look at it, when it's been rubbed enough and it's protruding, it looks like a penis. Okay, so enough for that, enough for that. The main point is most Heterosexual men want to be able to have children. Most heterosexual women want to be able to have children. So you should let them know who you are in the front, and then they can make that choice. Or it's time to come to become Franken bitches, really. You got to you got to not only not only push the penis. But this is real talk, people. Y'all y'all want to be seen as equal you got to be able to take the talk from people so we can hatch this out right soon we'll have the phone lines going you know but not on this first episode but it'll be 2139433358 you can feel free to come in and talk about what we talked about previous weeks and make sure you smash that like button and that share button let them know that we're on hashtag tfr podcast live presents observations and you know you like what you're hearing make sure you go over to that cash app dollar sign tfr podcast live dollar sign tfr podcast live and donate a few dollars but anyway so look besides pushing it in you've got to cut the prostate out because that's what determines the inner pipings determine if you are a man or woman it's not what you feel it's the inner piping but i respect that you feel that way that you feel that you were assigned the wrong body okay however what makes you a man is that prostate what makes you a woman are those fallopian tubes right the uterus you can make a fake vagina you know make a fake cervix all that but it's that uterus and those fallopian tubes and in a man it is the prostate okay so if you still have a prostate you have really not successfully turned over to being a woman you got to remove the prostate and you got to remove the uterus and the ovaries if you were really talking about that you're going to be a man if you're a woman you're going to be a man you're doing that transition you have to remove those but it's unfortunate it's unfortunate about this there's only 10 years left in life if you remove either one of those organs from out of your body Is only 10 years left. Are you really willing, as a person who feels, I respect your feeling, no, no BS, I respect your feeling, but are you really willing to cut out those two different organs to, you know, represent your manhood or your womanhood? And that's what we're saying. And on top of that, You need to find somebody, same body, same blood type, all that, and switch over. You take my prostate, you take my uterus and ovaries, because heterosexual people want to have children. They want to have children. What do you say to that?
0: Um, I just went and looked at a bunch of pictures of that person, and I see there's nothing like a a live still shot. Now, the ones where she's posing or he, it, whatever, is You're posing. you talking about Janet Mott? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The one where um, he has been made up and, and made up for a photo shoot um, looks more like a woman. But in those live still shots where caught talking, caught laughing, caught, I see, I can see it. You cannot, get, you cannot get away from who you are. Those live still shots is what's going to come out. Uh, the same thing, you know, it's the same principle as with those who uh, have a demon spirit or whatever. When you catch them in the live still shots of what they do, you see that demonic uh, presence. There you see it through the eyes, the through the face. On it. Uh-huh. You see <laughs> the distorted face and stuff like that. You know, they used to say the red eyes was you know just the lighting from the camera the flash from the camera but uh now the cameras ain't flashing no more so now what's up you know <laughs> um, so uh, i saw this boxer you know,
1: before you finished. i saw this boxer and he he's a black boxer for all intents and purposes but his eyes he has light eyes and this was live action and he got up there on the podium when he was talking about what he was gonna do to the other fighter, and his eyes started, his pupils started shining red, like red, and I'm like, look at this dude, and I said, Tracy, come here, look at this dude, this dude's eyes, This is these aren't stills, this ain't flashing, there's lights on, but his eyes, as he was getting pumped up, his eyes, started shining red in the pupil and i'm like look at this dude and it's not even a still picture and i'm like you know you know the eyes don't lie as you say continue though they continue don't
0: on. they don't and there are uh, this is another show but there are hybrids out here they're half human and they have something else that's another show but um yeah so i'm looking at her and so back to these guys up here it is it's really i mean it must be for a man i'm not a man but i know how disgusted i get as a woman for a dude it must be really like uh <laughs> like what would you what you're looking at something and you're like this is in disbelief that you're seeing
1: it but they're now trying to paint TV. these images you can't yeah, watch TV. Yeah. You can't watch TV like they have shows, and you like, well, is that is you can't even become a fan? You are like, is that a woman or a man? And then I'm looking like oh, I see a, I see a shaved Adam Sandler. That's a, that's a man. Like I can't even be a fan. They they mixing them together, mixing together, and so how yep. are you gonna attract? That's part of the plan. You can't attract. They want right.
0: to, assim- they've been successful at assimilating everything and blending everything together so that a person like our dad, who was, you know, older, he seen a lot of, he had seen a lot of history and he's sitting there, we're watching TV and he sees something like that come on. He's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> "What? <laughs> what is that? He is unfathomable that he was looking at that, you know? And so I asked him, I said, dad, was there stuff like that? You know, Back in the military did people reveal Themselves and stuff like that He said of course there was but they had to Keep that uh, On the low low that was just something You heard about you didn't see it Openly so I mean we're at a point now Where they push for this agenda for years At least we in 2020 now so at least 70 Years like since the 50s They've been trying to endear The people to they pass it off as comedy before, you know that 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 sweetness. Uh, oh, oh, you know, women who talk like men who talk like that on the Lucy show and stuff like that in the audience. They have the the, the uh, simulated laughter. Everybody would be laughing. He's oh, talking like that. Now they don't have to talk like that and make it funny. It is what it is. And it's then come so far that you just have to deal with it, unless you just don't watch TV.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of our father, bring you back in here. Yeah, there we go. Speaking of our father, our father went home on August fifth, twenty twenty. Then it became a whirlwind. Then the week headed up. To the home going slow down. Then as you know, it was Thursday. Then it was Friday. Time to meet and greet. And then the home go- going happened on that Saturday. Then the week started speeding up again. So we're three weeks out now, right? is that right? Three weeks out. Uh, this is the it was the
0: 15th that we buried. Well, the, the fifth he passed.
1: Yeah. yeah three weeks out yeah right so we did what we uh were supposed to do and uh we sent him home and uh we have that footage up and that's gonna be edited up and uh, to help people as they go through transition of this side of heaven to the other side of heaven with their loved ones we're gonna be uh doing that up but With all that this is happening this happening We just have to thank our parents for Being prepared Like I, I saw that you wrote About the uh, living will and the last will and testament And them both Having it And uh, making it run Like water Smooth yep. No, no, no yep. uh, tsunamis No hurricanes None of that. Just straight, smooth smooth, uh, situation.
0: I was speaking with a young lady yesterday about the same thing. And she was saying her mom, she lost her mom a couple of years ago. And she was saying her mom did the same thing. She said, I didn't even have to go pick a headstone. I didn't have to do anything. She had already taken care of all of that. And she had given word to another family member to just be by her side because they were very close. And she said, just be by her side and help her through it. But she won't have no worries about, um, you know, uh, the cemetery plot, the the um, insurances or anything. She didn't have a problem. And I said, you know, there's a lot to be said. And I'm not I'm not saying this as a brag. It's a fact. It's a lot to be said to have parents who were responsible in life. That once they had children, the children became a priority for them in life. Of course, they had times when they took vacations and they enjoyed themselves and went to a concert or two or things like that. But with our parents, everything was about their children uh, to the point of... Things I didn't understand when I was coming up about my mother was so uh, what I called then as overprotective. But now I don't have the testimony of having been molested. I don't have the test any of those kinds of testimonies because my mother wasn't playing that. You wasn't. She didn't care how I complained or whatever. No, you're not going uh, to spend the night nowhere Um, unless the conditions were favorable for that and that was I can count the number of times on one hand literally and it only takes less than three fingers All right, Mm -hmm. so she wasn't having it and anywhere like uh, uh, parties or anything she's like I need to meet their parents Uh, how come their parents ain't never home or their parents work all the time she didn't have nothing bad to say about them she was just like no they're not home enough so you're not going over there And so, you know, because kids do find things, they find things to get into when there's no supervision, right? So she was, my mother was very much ahead of the game with that. And uh, my father, we grew up watching him. I swear I would see him come every two weeks and put his paycheck in her hand, Uh, And every first of the month, she had the calculator, the pen, the checkbook, and the bills. uh. Uh, She brought her own stuff to the table. She was a a virtuous woman who went out and she made her own monies. uh, So that everything was taken care of down to the time they were leaving, still thinking about their children. You know, so hats off to those parents who, um, there are some parents that were not ready to have children. That wasn't, that wasn't our parents' case. They traveled for like, uh, nine years before they started having kids. They traveled and dad was in the military. So they were prepared, right? So, but for those who weren't prepared, there's some unprepared parents who stepped up to the plate too. They had ordered two hats off to you guys to establishing the proper priorities and i give honor to that and you don't know how much of an honor it is until you got to go start making arrangements and everything is flowing like water even down to what was that form dd-214 yeah
1: i didn't think
0: we had we didn't even know what it was until we looked it up and then i was like well we have to get back to you on that she looked the funeral director looked and said oh you got it right it's right there it was in the same folder so, I mean, that's wondrous to me. And I can't mention it enough. And I'm saying it because all of us have to, I mean, death is not something that we want to talk about. You don't want to think about leaving your loved ones or your loved ones leaving you or whatever. But this is reality. This, that's one guarantee in life is that you're going to die. So you need to be uh, we all need to be prepared for that so that we're not a burden to anyone else.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. that's not fair.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's and, not and fair it's and I it's, it's hard for people who weren't prepared to have children, but your yeah. children will sing your praises at the end of life and when you transition over and everything is smooth, they will sing your praises, right? They won't be standing out there trying to collect. You know, if you're a parent and you have a young child and the young child passes and you have to go out standing on a corner with a bucket trying to collect money to bury that person when you could have had, you could have found out how much funerals costs and have that already structured and have that paying in. Cut some of that party money and move it over here. Do what you like. You didn't just bust. No, but do what you like, right? But have that put aside and being paid because one day that will come back. To and depending on what type of insurance you get, it's something that you might be able to recoup on. Have that ready for that child because that is a disgrace. Standing out there on the corner trying to collect for a loved one, young or old, that is a disgrace. That means people were not responsible.
0: And that's another thing that you mentioned that in um, going through the things There were policies on us Until we got to An age where uh, we had Proven that we could take care of things Ourselves but we there were policies on Us until well into Our uh, adult lives Okay And that that was a preparation Should anything have happened to us there was st- There was A policy in place to take Care of whatever expenses it would have Taken for a funeral
1: See,
0: do you so, think that our mother wanted to, to think about anything that happen to her children? No, of course not. She ensured within all her power wasn't nothing gonna happen, however, because that's a possibility, she was covered, they were covered,
1: and that not had anything had forth. happened to us. And that wraps back around to the difference between mind state and mindset. Mindset is I'm just going to move so fast I don't have to ever recognize it or even think about it. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Wishful thinking is mindset. Mind state is preparing for the possible inevitable. Meaning, with your children, you hope they don't pass before you. But if they do, you have that money ready that you paid in to, to make sure. That you had something prepared so they could you wouldn't have to be out there on the corner. And it's preparing for the inevitable, which is one day, if you're so blessed to be past 70, going to your 80s, going to your 90s, one day you're going to pass on. And you should have that insurance, right? But then, again, people have the right to do as they will but it's a burden on the family. And there's scriptures about the parents. A good man leaves an that. inheritance.
0: Uh-huh. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now, say, that, say that that's say, very Say annoying. that again. Say a that, good man a good man or a good person
1: Good woman, good man. Leaves
0: an inheritance to his children's children. So they have looked out enough to to the extent of where their line is. Now imagine everybody in a family doing that. And particularly those of you, I wanted to say this without being uh, missing it. Uh, The more reckless of a life you live in, the more important <laughs> you should you should have something in place. And because your life is reckless, your amount should be high. At least $100,000. Do I Yeah, see, I know y'all don't like that. That's being responsible. That means that the liquor store gets less of your money. You can get, if you're reasonably healthy, you can get a $100,000 policy for under $30 a month on term life. And by the time you turn 80, uh, make sure you choose a company that allows you to convert term life to whole life. Uh, After 80, you're going to have to go to whole life. Whole life, if you can get it at the start, is good because there's a cash value that accumulates. Basically, you're giving it the cash value. It's a savings account, basically, because you're paying extra money to have it. So whereas $36 a month or $30 a month for term life, it may be $100 a month for whole life but that 70 extra dollars is going like a savings so you can draw off of it once it matures
1: and so people so that's that's putting the rubber to the road and letting you know that there's many different ways to build generational wealth and you know we're going to be talking in the future episodes about that so we hit a cross section about everything about a little bit of everything in this first episode how'd you think this first episode went
0: this is wonderful and very enjoyable for me Um, as you know I like to talk I don't have no other (laughs) gift (laughs) talking my mother used
1: to tell me that that's not not true though
0: my my mother said uh, what did she say she used to say your mouth run like lard. <laughs> I guess it was lard after it melted, because my lard is stiff when it ain't melted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so people look. This has been the first episode of TFR Podcast Live Presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host. It's my sister Tanya M. Congress. Make sure that you. Make sure that you friend us on FB, Uh, follow us on Instagram, right? Uh, Make sure that you smash that like button, smash that share button, let people know because we're gonna be dropping some information and we're gonna get the dialogue started because soon the phone lines will be up, 213-943-3358. And of course, as always, that Cash App is up all the time. Dollar <laughs> Sign TFR Podcast Live. Dollar Sign TFR Podcast Live. You like what you heard. You like what we're doing. Make sure you smash that Cash App. We'll take off. We'll take sponsorship. And, you know, drop that, drop them 500 and them thousands. You know what I'm saying? But we'll take them couple of dollars too. We appreciate you. And we're gonna be naming you off on the show as we get it, you know what I mean? So we appreciate you and we always remember my sister and I bring these conversations to you like we did as we went through the transition of our father to give a perspective, maybe give sound to the voice that you might be afraid or they're not listening to your voice. Maybe we're bringing that voice and we're bringing uh, information that people can use. So any last words?
0: Uh, yeah, I wanted to, uh, in lines of the cash app, I want to put something on the minds of the people. Get in a habit of supporting the things that you believe in, supporting in good uh Information supporting it because that's actually uh, sowing into your generational wealth. Because you, as you sow, you reap. Seed time and harvest. That's actually a universal law. That's not attached to religion. Uh, Whether a person is religious or not, no matter what their faith is, seed time and harvest is a universal law. And so, with that universal law, some people tend to think that you get when I get it, I'll give it. No, but the universal law works as. Uh, you give it, then you get it. All right? That's how seed time and harvest works. All right? So I just wanted to uh, impart that to you so that you can start building your generational wealth. We're going to be talking about that soon, too.
1: All right, people. So out. this is the first episode. I thought it was a success. I thought it was great. I was, I was thoroughly entertained. I was uh, <laughs> informed. And we got a few laughs, but it was all serious. Serious business. Oh, so, serious. We'll see you uh, possibly tomorrow. This may be an everyday thing because there's so much to talk about that one show just so can't much. do it. So much. We got to
0: keep y'all up. You're talking about Germany. Why I made the jurators thick of the French people. Unity, unity, unity. Hard, hard, hard. Good